Is the Hunger Games as relevant as ever? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is the show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, Hunger Games, and more. I'm your host, DJ Wooldridge. With me, as always, is Roxy Stryer. Roxy, I literally, in the pre-show, I just asked you this. How are you doing? <laughs> I am surviving. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm home, which you know I, I love being home, so I'm yes. happy about that. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, you know. Okay. Yeah, we we're making we're getting through, you know. <laughs> you know what is crazy? I didn't ask you in the pre-show how are you doing. Yeah, you, was, it's I fine. Know, I talked, and then I was like, "Let's go." Yeah. No, I. Well, I, listen, I blew it. It's tough. It's tough because you know you we talk a little bit. We talk for uh, audiences can watch this live at Patreon.com/slash/OnlyStupidAnswers, and so you talk talk a little bit before as things are getting going. Make sure everybody's here and everything's working, and then you realize, well, God. Damn it, I'm going to ask these same exact questions once the show starts. Son of a gun. Um, yeah, I'll figure it out one of these days. You care about me because you're not just asking on camera. And I didn't ask about you and waited till we were here. What does that say about me? That I'm the only person on the planet, DJ. It the says, world revolves around. It says you're professional. And yeah. you're not going to waste that stuff. When it's not content, I get it. I get it, and I appreciate it. I care how DJ's doing today, unless we're on air. (laughs) Unless we're on air, but but I will say that yeah, fine. Just as long as you know, I'm going to be here in this moment. I will say the movie we're talking about today, uh, Hunger Games: Ballad of Song Snakes and Ice Cream, whatever. It's a long title. Um, I was hard for me to not think about the world watching this movie. I was like, mm, this movie is probably more relevant than they anticipated when they were making this movie. <laughs> yeah, of course. I saw um, Kevin McCarthy, who is a really talented interviewer and host, uh, not the politician, the host. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was interviewing Tom and Rachel, and he said to them in a more eloquent way, but like one of the things about this movie is it does point out how our world views spectacle. Yeah. what we will watch um, and ha- does it make you guys think differently about the things that you are willing to view and how you view the world and what you are willing to watch as spectacle or whatever yeah um, and I, it was on my mind too dj throughout where it's just like the way that we consume suffering as if it is entertainment sometimes is just like so fucked um, yeah yeah and it, I'm gonna, I'm getting ahead of myself. We will return to the subject once we <laughs> talk about hunger. Everybody, look forward to that conversation. When we're talking about Hunger Games, but first, a little business up top. Uh, like I said, if you want to watch this show live, if you want to check out Patreon exclusive shows like What We're Into, uh, where we talked about the Loki season finale, um, you can do that over at Patreon.com/slash/OnlyStupidAnswers. Please give us a five-star review on iTunes. We appreciate it. And on Spotify, every week we ask a question. Last week's question was, are you more excited for the X-Men or the Young Avengers joining the MCU? This was a poll. The two options were X-Men, Young Avengers. Who are you more excited to join the MCU? Roxy. Obviously, my answer is Young Avengers, but I think that they said X-Men, which is going to be a bummer. You are correct. 55%, (laughs) 55 55.6% said X-Men, 44% said Young Avengers. I'm on the same page. I get it. I get yeah. It. I'm I get Young Avengers. Because here's why. Here's why. Conceptually, I'm more. I'm very interested in X-Men joining. 
But the only X-Men they've given me are the Fox X-Men. I don't care about that. They, they did their time. I enjoyed a lot of those movies. It's done for me. Young Avengers is new. Young Avengers is, ooh, Kamala Khan and, and Kate Bishop teaming up. I'm interested in that. Yeah, if you asked me in a vacuum, what are you more excited for? An X-Men movie or a Young Avengers movie? Yeah. I would say an X-Men movie. Mm-hmm. That's not the question. Yeah. And not what's being presented to Exactly. Them. Exactly. So let's dive into uh, news. Let's do some news. And uh, Roxy, you and I discussed this a little bit. We were at the 100 game screen. We discussed this a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm excited if you can give me a little bit more insight, hopefully since we last spoke. Because a lot of articles talking about, yeah, strikes over, strikes are done. And it's like, I don't know. A uh, few actors I follow are gassing each other up to go back on strike again. Um, so I got this from Forbes, but there's been a lot of, uh, you know, all over the place. Actress <laughs> Justine Bateman, who was an A advisor for the SAG after negotiating committee, garnered attention for a 29 post thread on 29, oh, God damn it, uh, thread on X, formerly known as Twitter, in which she voiced concerns over the language used regarding artificial intelligence. Bateman criticized that she considered loopholes in the pro- proposed contract, including an exception for studios to use digital doubles without consent. Quote, when the pro- photography or soundtrack remains substantially as scripted, performed, and or recorded, which she said is vague and will be up to the studio's interpretation. Bateman, is that vague? Anyway, uh, Bateman also criticized another exception, which allows employers to use digital doubles without a performer's consent when the project is, quote, uh, comment, criticism, scholarship, satire, or parody, a docudrama, or historical or biographical, biographical work, actors may find themselves in a, quote, project you never consented to, doing things you never were informed of for no compensation at all, Bateman stated. And, of course, uh, Fran Drescher, is, uh, who's the president of SAG-AFTRA, is uh, pushing back on this Um Quote saying naysayers who have exploited this momentum of ours, accusing uh, opponents of the deal of trying to, quote, tear down what was being done uh, in the negotiating committee. Are we going to go back on strike? <laughs> Is strike going to happen? I think it's a possibility. I think it's a real possibility cool. here. <laughs> so here's here. Do you want my thoughts on it or do you want me to tell you what is happening? Like where where do you want me to go? I way? guess both. I guess I guess both because my uh yeah, I guess both. I guess start with how you what you think uh it's how it's breaking down and then yeah, your okay. thoughts on it. Well, here's how it's breaking down. There is going to be an eight hundred page document. Mm-hmm which is this new contract, and then SAG members will be voting on that contract, yes or no, in December. Uh So that's different, of course, than what happened with the WGA, where we had that four-day turnaround period, and the members were all like, yep, let's go, and then they moved forward. This is a different beast. What's also different is that the DGA and the WGA had much clearer and definitive language protecting them against AI than the actors did receive. What Right now, what SAG is doing is they are holding these virtual meetings for members only in which they are breaking down the contract. They are yeah. asking all of their members to attend these meetings so that they can have a better understanding of why they agreed to the things they agreed to and what that might mean moving forward. 
one of the things that they've been talking about is how this is a good baseline agreement for AI and that it gives them more of a leg to stand on in three years when their contract is up for negotiation again. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that they're planning on renegotiating? Possibly renegotiations always happen. That doesn't mean that they're necessarily planning on a strike. It might just be a good base for them to move upwards from as opposed to no AI language. Additionally, something that's being spoken about is the fact that a lot of these studios already currently have the right to do a lot of the things that people don't realize they have the right to do. So they're freaking out about things that could happen that right now they already have the right to do, such as moving your mouth differently than you move, right? Like they, right now, if I go and shoot a movie and I, it's not matching up with my ADR, something, some sound issue happens, they're allowed to digitally correct my mouth. That is something that people are talking about with AI. They can make you say things that, that you didn't actually say, which right now they actually have the ability to do as well. Doesn't mean that they're always going to use that ability, but they already have been using it at times. So those are some of the ways that it's breaking down. A lot of people in the industry right now are very vocal about the fact that they are voting no. Mm -hmm. They that uh, 26 page Twitter X thing that you're talking about went all around social from I was sent it from my New York friends to my L.A. friends and everybody in between. My friends in London, that was very, very prominent, especially on Instagram, where it was posted and then reshared. And I think that at the end of the day, everybody has to vote. Everybody who is eligible to vote has to vote in a way that they think is best for them and for their union moving forward. Um, And I think that there are benefits or pros and cons to voting yes and voting no, which I can Mm -hmm. get into if you feel as if DJ, that was sufficient enough of like the current landscape of I, yes. So for me personally, I'm very, I think it's very challenging because I don't think the language is perfect. It's far from perfect. We have people like Zasloff coming out. I think you saw this week saying um, the writers, you know, good. They got what they deserved and mm. I'm glad for them or whatever, yeah. whatever that quote was. And it's just like these execs, are not made to help. Mm-hmm. They are made to make money. No. And so, of course, there's never going to be a, a contract that is favorable for all of the people and not the execs. Yeah. They don't care about the people as they've proven time and time again. It's like a game to them, a money-making machine game. Mm-hmm. So anybody who thought that SAG was going to get this contract and it was going to be like, this is... perfect and exactly what we asked for doesn't know what the word negotiation means, of course. So did they get more AI restrictions and in terms of positive things, like what they're not allowed to do than initially proposed infinitely, you know, Um, especially in terms of payment for actors and what, where they are, who they are able to use repetitively without their permission. There are a lot of restrictions about that. There's a lot of restrictions about having to pay those people. Um, there's a lot of worry out there that it doesn't protect background workers the way that they had suggested that SAG had suggested it did, yeah. but there was a lot of improvements. There's a lot of residual improvements. There's a lot of diversity improvements in terms of minimums, but also in terms of hair and makeup and what people have to have on set in order to, 
be able to look their best because that has been for a really long time an issue for a lot of actors where you are a person of color you have a hair and makeup artist who has never ever dealt with your texture of yeah. hair or with your skin color and you end up not being well lit not having good makeup whatever it is um so a lot of things were really good so in that way i'm like okay can like good enough be good enough for now and then in three years we redo this because people have been out of work not just for the 118 days that sag was on strike but for the days that WGA was on strike previously because the actors weren't working through that. Like, no. can we just go back to work? All I want to do is work. Mm -hmm. At the same time, people's concerns are completely valid. And no. the decisions that we make now will affect people for the rest of their lives. Were there some bad things in the contract that we've seen? Yes. The rollout was kind of sketchy as is. 86% of the board voted yes. It's yeah. a pretty low number. That was the first way that our brain started going, huh? So 14% of the board was like, this is still not a good enough deal. What yeah. happened? And they didn't immediately release the points. Mm -hmm. Unlike with WGA who had the points right out there. And it was like, huh? And they were like, I'm just in general. This is what it is. And it was like, huh? What is that about? So they had to have seen this coming. Yeah. And that's why they're trying to educate. So yeah, it's like on the one hand, I'm nervous and I just want to work. But mm -hmm. on the other hand, it is a little short-sighted, yeah. but you also have to be able to feed yourself. So it's like at some point, short-sighted is what it is. Yeah, and I think everybody at home take everything I say with a grain of salt because I'm not an actor. I'm not a part of SAG. Uh, so, you know, uh, uh, co-sign what Roxy says. People have to vote their conscience. Um, confusion on I, – I, I wonder if part of the issue is general across the board is general confusion about what AI can and can't do, even to the degree that the amount of time and dragging of heels from the studios about trying to get this AI stuff. It's like, do you even know what the technology... You're, you're treating like the technology can do all these things that it can't do. And so you're wasting everybody's time trying to sneak things in on the SAG contract when it can't even, it's not even going to do what you want it to do. Like it's not even capable of that. Um, and also with this, like, it, cause there's a lot of fear around it. I guess it, it's, it's, it's strange to me that this one person is uh, going around like, this is the worst thing ever. And then suddenly it's like, I guess it's the worst thing ever. It's like, well, by the time out one second, everybody like, I'm glad that, that um, the uh, SAG is having these, um, uh meetings what did you call them town halls yeah, the virtual meeting. yeah totally. because if if uh fran drescher and duncan crabtree island really believe in it you need to get everybody else on board um i'm i'm kind of with you that it's like you know nothing because there was language in the wga one that was a little like loosey-goosey and there was we moved on it was like it is it is what it is um um and, it, and it's also weird to me that we've talked a lot about this how the um trades like deadline and stuff like that are are in a lot of ways not all the time but in a lot of ways uh steal propaganda and this lady's gotten a lot of play on the trades she's been on like uh, uh news outlets and it's like wouldn't not that we shouldn't silence somebody like this but how is this person getting so much play like if if the studios want to move forward how is deadline like broadcasting these lady this lady's complaints um 
I don't know. I think it's, she was just kind of the first to get to it. It's less about her specifically, but the one of the really challenging things with something like this, and this isn't for SAG, this is just in general when any union goes on strike and then their needs are being addressed. Yeah. I'm not a fucking lawyer. Yeah. Most people are not, mm-hmm. especially most actors. Yeah. You can, we've played one on TV, but yeah. you don't know what these, it's an 800 page doc mm-hmm. that it's like, hard to understand you know i i am having one of my lawyer friends go through with me like what does this sentence mean yeah. because the ai stuff is extremely confusing yeah and it, it's on purpose confusing mm-hmm. and the terminology is confusing and you know i heard behind the scenes that about like two weeks ago there was a impasse between the amptp and sag and they were like going back and forth with the language on ai and then the AMPTP or whoever the representative was just like, oh, is that what you guys meant by that? Okay, we're on the same page with that then. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you've ever done contract negotiations, even with lawyers, sometimes yeah. it's like an art. There's a different the terminology. Every word means something and it means yeah. something legally that it doesn't mean uh, in casual conversation. And not just the legal aspect of it, but the technology aspect of it, because just like exactly. actors aren't lawyers. And there's a chance that the AMP, whatever, a negotiation, there's a better chance of some of them being lawyers. But um, even then, none of them are AI experts. You know what I mean? <laughs> or technology in general. Yeah. You know, money they understand, residual structures they understand, even though we are creating a new type of residual structure because yeah. streaming didn't exist. But AI, like, I don't even know what it means fully. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do, but. Yeah. The difference between CGI mm-hmm. and AI in some of these instances, I'm like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. So and it's, I, you're not AI alone. Creating it from if it's CGI if it's computer generated, mm-hmm. but it's AI if it's computer generated from me. Like, yeah, if it's algorithmically generated. Yeah, and if and you're yeah, not the yeah, only yeah. one. Even like articles writing about it will conflate the two, confuse the two, and um and, and again and again. Totally co-signing what Roxy said. People need to vote their conscience. Uh, I'm not part of SAG. I do. I am concerned that it. This is a situation where it's easy for people to lose sight of the forest for the trees. Um, uh, like getting hung up on stuff they either they either don't completely understand or, um, in the grand scheme of things, don't matter as much as they think think it does. And um, and maybe torpedoing something that would be broadly good, um, because of of that because i don't i also don't know one way or the other if you go back to the negotiating table do you build off of this or do you risk sacrificing gains you made to accommodate this um um and while this could be a problem i don't think so because we know they're willing to give it but what how long will it take and how much money you know this this cost the California government six billion dollars. Like, yeah. and that's that is just think about being a member of IATSE right now. They're probably mm-hmm. just like, ah, yeah. Like, go back to work. I mean, it's totally fair question, DJ, and I and I definitely I don't think you're wrong. It's it's extremely challenging. It's very yeah. challenging because you also don't want to be short sighted. And if mm-hmm. this genuinely like I, I need a lawyer to come out, not a Instagram person. Yeah. I need a lawyer to come out and say 
not just like in this one situation, this is the one person who could get fucked, but just like really break down the AI structure and say, if you vote yes, this is what you're voting for. And if you vote no, here would be why. Yeah. Because it's complicated. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So um, hopefully the um, uh, SAG team, the, the negotiating committee and stuff like that, are able to articulate that to their union in a way. And, and this is more complicated. Um, uh, this, uh, uh, this is more complicated from jump from the WGA, not just, uh, because of different needs, but also like SAG is like what? 160,000 members. And I think the WGA, for some reason I had in my brain, WGA was 60,000. I think it's less than that. I think it's like 20, it's a significantly less people, um, so I it, because and so that's made this this that the SAG aspect of the strike more more complicated from from jump, um, but I yeah I'm hoping types of people right like there's not background writers yeah I'm not saying that every writer is the exact same but like SAG is having to protect a lot of different types of people right yeah. now that do a lot of different things. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful too, DJ. Because if it doesn't pass, then when? Mm-hmm. Because if it doesn't pass, so December, I think it's smart they're waiting till December because they want to educate people before they vote. Yeah. Not, you know, we, they need to educate people. If it does not pass in December, they're not going to start negotiating again until at least mid-January. Like, yeah. And I do think there's a real, I understand what you're saying, but I do think there's a real concern. It's like, yeah, we'll give you those concessions on AI, but you're going to have to give us this and this and this, you know what I mean? They might, they might say it, but at the end of the day, AMPTP needs SAG more than SAG needs AMPTP. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they'll be able to stand on that. Well, again, it depends on how long, like you said, like you said, yeah. like how, how many, anyway, hopefully. Um, these issues are not as egregious as, as some have uh, believe they are, and we're able to move forward um, and and get back to work. But you know, we'll see, um, and we'll keep everybody. We'll keep you posted. Um, in the meantime, there's a bunch of like stuff, bunch of new, bunch of like cast, uh, like uh, tentative casting stuff. I'm not going to get any of that. What I will get into is via de- a deadline, Destin Daniel Cretton. Uh, who directed Shang-Chi and other non-superhero movies like Short Term 12, uh, is not doing uh, Avengers King Dynasty. He's focusing on other Marvel projects, including Wonder Man, um, who he's um, a producer on. And I'm reading this. I think what that means is he directed the first two episodes. And if you do that, you get the little producer credit. and um, and he's also apparently going to work on Shang-Chi 2, which people were talking about that like, yeah, he was always a part of that. He's like, and Avengers? No wonder he dropped out of Avengers. He can't do... Bi- That's a lot. That's a lot on somebody's plate. Um, yeah. So, uh, Roxy, are we done with King Dynasty? I don't know. People got so pissed at me on the internet this week because I was like, they're going to have to recast Jonathan Majors. And everybody was like, innocent until proven guilty. Sure. And I'm like... Whatever. I agree with that. Yeah. Oh my God. It just, it's, it's giving guilty. Like, <laughs> yeah. But okay. You guys are right. If for some reason. He is, and of course he, the court system has never failed us and maybe acquitted somebody that wasn't, was guilty. I know. I, know. <laughs> I just got slammed this week for talking about how I just think we cannot move forward with him. It is but, weird that 
it with with not to get sidetracked on this, but it is weird that sometimes with these people, uh, people accused of these things, that there's a fan base that lo- almost loves them because of that. Like people come out of the woodwork that would not have defended this person that are not like huge fans of this person now that they're accused of doing awful things to a woman. It's like, wait a second. Completely, because I, I will say that I don't believe that Jonathan Majors was a household name. Nope. And then this happened. And now, and- but now you'd have to defend him with your life. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh if you must, I mean, immediately, like you saw, I'm sure you saw all the stuff. This is not fully relevant right now, but the Diddy accusations. Oh, I just saw, I didn't get into any of it. I just saw that it was a thing. Okay. Well, there was a lot of accusation or Cassie is accusing Diddy of the last 10 years of assault. And um, the, the point that I'm making though, is that on all of the publications comments, immediately people were like fake new fake new and it's yeah. just like what mm-hmm. like on what grounds all we've heard about this man is that he allegedly put out a hit on tupac mm-hmm. the he blew up kid cuddy's car mm-hmm. allegedly and then he's we're hearing this and immediately you guys are all this is false this is false yeah like there's just something wrong with people. There's something wrong with people that yesterday the number one trending thing on TikTok was that Osama bin Laden was America's hero. Mm-hmm. Like we, we're just living in a time where it's like the sky is pink if yeah. you say it's pink. Yeah. And when it comes to Jonathan Majors, again, I, I, I'm not sitting here saying with my whole life, I guarantee you that he is guilty. Just seems like he's guilty to me, but of mm-hmm. course he's going to go through the trial. Yeah, and if he's proven innocent, we'll have different conversations. I'm sure Marvel and Disney are doing internal investigations. Yeah. It looks to me like what they've done in their internal investigations has told them that they need to be moving away from him. Well, and also the person that he allegedly abused wasn't uh, was on Ant Man. Was another Disney employee. They, it's like it's 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 in their it's in their best interest to, and also not for nothing. General, even if nothing was wrong with Jonathan Majors, I think it's in Disney's best interest to move away from Kang. I feel like the whole Kang thing's just not working. <laughs> yeah, the Kang thing is just it, it, it. I don't know. Like I I would be fine with a recast too, I guess. But uh, in terms of this news, I really like this director. I loved. Just Mercy. Did you see that movie? No. He's he's a really good director. Yeah. Uh, I think that he's really strong. I was more interested in the Shang-Chi 2. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Looks like that is probably moving forward with him. Mm-hmm. And this clears him up to do a little bit more with that. Simu Liu immediately posted being like big news day or yeah. something. So kind of think that, that that's going to go forward. I think that they're going to Obviously, there's going to be another Avenger something, but yeah. are they going to move away from Kang Dynasty? It's looking more and more likely that they're just going to drop the entire movie, not just not have them direct. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think that would be for the best. I don't, um, you know, they want another Infinity War, Secret War situation. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I if We talked about this in what we're into. I feel like Loki season two wrapped up like they don't need to do more Kang. They just don't need to. Uh, and I would just move on. I would just move on from that. Figure out uh, another uh, another avenue. Uh, I realized somebody was posting something. The only 
Marvel movies we're getting this year because of everything being delayed because of the strikes and everything is Venom 3, Craven the Hunter, Madam Web, and Deadpool 3. It's bizarre. I didn't even watch the Madam Web trailer. We're supposed to talk about it, Roxy. Are we? Yeah. <laughs> Did you text me that? Yeah. Really? I didn't all, even watch it. It's it, not it, good. I, it's very not good. That's what I heard, and I was like, I just don't want to. I don't want to check this out. Wait, TJ, you told me that. Yeah, it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> I read your whole rundown. I thought. Yeah. What the fuck? Um, no, I literally didn't look. Wow, I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. It. I watched. Um, I watched people speaking about it. Yes, and that's what made me decide I wasn't going to watch it. Mm-hmm. They were everybody across the board was saying that it did not look good. Yes. And then I watched cast interviews because people can now be being interviewed. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching um, what the fuck is the main girl's name? Dakota Go Johnson. Here. Dakota Johnson. Yeah. He like. This was her dream of dream roles. Sure. And, <laughs> sure. And I was like, this was your dream role? Yeah. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, th- that's a weird slate, DJ. That's a weird slate. Yeah. The AMTP, you fucked up. They fucked up. They done fucked up. They done, they done messed up. I guess it might be good for the MCU to get a little break, retool, uh, get wrap their brains around what they're trying to do next. But like what? I and we're also probably going get, to be getting uh, Disney Plus shows. I don't know. I, 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 I was talking about this. We were doing um, Sal and I were doing Mutant Academy, and I especially for next year because I've got a few projects that I'm hoping we could get to next year. Uh, that um, uh, I keep track of a calendar of release stuff, and it's been changing so much that it's like I mean, whatever, man. We'll see. I guess we'll see when we get there. <laughs> Madam Web's supposed to come out February sixteenth. Uh, is it? We'll see. I guess. Let's do a live trailer reaction. Yeah. You want? Are you going to look at it right now? No, it's three minutes. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna do the 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 full three minutes. You can you check it out. Through it again? Huh? No, I'm not gonna put myself through it again. Because I didn't do my job. You won't put yourself through it. Seems unfair. I, I, I listen. You're good. It's all good. It's not. The trailer's, literally in the title. Yeah, the tra- the tra- trailer's not it's not good. It's just not a good. It's okay, it's very much. Why. Well, you, did you see the Craven trailer? Yeah. Same like, what are we doing? Vibe. What are we doing? What's what's happening? What's going on here? Um, How did she seem? Which I, none of them. So I think. Um, the, Dakota Johnson has been good in things that I've seen. Has she? I've heard she's yeah. been good in things. <laughs> huh? Peanut Butter Falcon. I haven't seen Peanut Butter Falcon. I might not have seen Dakota Johnson in a lot. Because she was also in... Yeah, hold on. Hold on. Let's bring up... Roxy, you know what? Bring up the trailer. Bring up the trailer. Mute, mute you. Bring up the trailer. I'm going to look up to see uh, what, what I got from Dakota Johnson. Let's do no, this. I cannot believe that you did not watch Peanut Butter Falcon. I'm not a big Shia fan. Yeah, but this was before. I know, even before that, I wasn't a big Shia fan, and it's become harder to be a Shia fan since. Let's see. Did you see Brie Essering's video about Shia? Yes, fucking hilarious. That story is fucking amazing. 
That was wild. Okay. It was fantastic. And she did a good job relaying that story. Um, okay. That really is three minutes and nine seconds. Muting. 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 She's going in, everybody. I just went through Dakota Johnson's filmography, and I think the only movie I've seen her in is Bad Times at El Royale. But I heard she was good in Cha Cha Real Smooth. I haven't seen that either. Okay. Um, you didn't see Fifty Shades? No. No. It was not. I actually really like her. I think she's very good. And I didn't dislike this trailer. Okay. So what didn't you. What what didn't you dislike about it? <laughs> um, wait, I'm just looking at all the things she's done. You didn't see 21 Jump Street? I did, but I don't remember her even Social being in network? that. Okay. Social Network, yeah. obviously I saw that as well. Who was she in Social Network? I don't know. I was just yeah. thinking see? the girlfriend. Was, yeah. it not the gr- was she not the girlfriend? No, no. Because Rooney Mara, the girl at the beginning is Rooney Mara. Oh, you're right. Yeah, so I don't. I just some girl. And she, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey was her breakout. Uh, obviously, I don't think a lot of people got a lot of praise from that movie. I don't want to judge you by that, but I've heard she's good in other things. I just happen to haven't seen them. I've liked Sydney Sweeney in things that I've seen. Both of them are giving their most zonked out. These are the most zonked out takes I've seen in a trailer. Like very much like not present. <laughs> Uh, I, didn't but, that, I didn't get that from this. Uh, I just binged, for Real Rejects, I just binged the Final Destination franchise. So you're primed for this. <laughs> and I loved that franchise. Mm-hmm. This was that with Spidey shit. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that this was totally fine. Um, it wasn't like a wow trailer. And the beginning kind of made me dizzy because we flipped the world and we flipped back yeah. and we stopped. And, and it's also like got that, uh, not Groundhog Day, but kind of Groundhog Day kind of thing. Yeah. This seems like it could be cool. Sydney Sweeney's having a moment right now. She, I feel like, is everywhere. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate that like people did. All right. Well, good because uh, the w- when I asked for questions on the Discord, it was Hunger Games and Madam Web, and we got a lot more for Madam Web. So here wow. are questions from the Discord. I watched it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Clementine asked, "Yes, my question regarding Madam Web and Sony is why? What, what's why? Why?" Uh, Geta asks, what do you think Sony's plan is for these spider characters? If you were in charge of this franchise, how would you make it work? What do you think they mean? These spider characters. So, uh, oh, the vibe, the spiders, we, do they mean Spider-Man venom? No, I think, um, I think in general, I mean, maybe generally, I think so in this, uh, let me pull up the IMDB. Um, so it seems that, um, in the trailer, I don't know if it's confirmed, but it's all, all but confirmed. All three of them are Spidey people, like all, Dakota. Sweet, yeah, all of them are Spidey people. Uh, it is weird that because um, Adam Scott is in it as a younger Uncle Ben, so the implication is this is pre. Yeah, this is pre. Like Peter's like a child uh, um, when this is taking place. So it is weird the implication that all these people become Spider people before Spider Man and Madam Web's helping them, but. Cindy Sweeney's playing Julia Carpenter, who was a Spider-Woman from the comics. Isabel Merced is playing Anya Corazon, who was a character, um, Arana, before she became Spider-Girl in the comics. And then Celeste O'Connor is Maddie Franklin, who is also a Spider-Woman from the comics. So the implication is, uh, and then Dakota Johnson's Madam Web. So the implication is these are all supposed to become Spider-People, that Ezekiel Sims, everybody's favorite 
spider villain um, from one of the worst Spider-Man stories ever uh, is out to kill these spider people and Madam Web is protecting them. And I guess they're going to become spider people before Peter Parker ever becomes Spider-Man, which gives me big Gotham vibes. But listen, Roxy loved Gotham. So maybe this is for her. I really did love Gotham. Well, do we... But this is a different Uncle Ben. So what earth are we on? Great question. One presumes, people are talking about it. I don't know if this is true or not. As if it's the same earth as Venom and Craven and, and Morbius. Remember, what was that little bit that happened at the end with... Um, the bit that happens at the end with... Falcon coming vulture, through vulture vulture and, and Morbius uh, yes I do yes Falcon Jesus mm-hmm. vulture coming through so mm-hmm. aren't they on different places too I mean the, so great great question I think Morbius is in the same universe as Tom Hardy's Venom and so I guess now vulture is too but wasn't but was not so so which one of those two is Madam Webbin neither we don't know we don't know that but the yeah. people have been talking about it as if it's the same universe as the venom one and this might explain why there's not a spider-man running around because there isn't one but venom ran- at the same time as venom wait fucking sony shit the bed man because i think no it's definitely not because um it, it, there's a lot of things in the trailer like somebody's using a P- psb or whatever it takes place in the early 2000s so about 20 years ago um, and Venom takes place when? Present. Uh, and that's why Adam Scott's a young young Uncle Ben. And we haven't met Uncle Ben in that universe. No. Unless hmm. we're led to... Unless, but we can't. See, this is the thing. So Venom, at the end of Venom 2, when he comes over to the MCU universe, sees footage yeah. of Tom Holland and reacts as if he's never seen Spider-Man before. But then, You've never seen Tom Holland or Spider Man. Th- I think the implication is Spider Man. Okay, I'd have to go back and watch it, which I'm not going to do. Um, and in Morbius, Vulture gets sucked over, and he Vulture tries to recruit Morbius to deal with Spider Man. But if Morbius takes place in the same universe as Venom, he doesn't know who Spider Man is. And Vulture literally says the words, "We needed something along." He specifically mentioned Spider Man as if Morbius should know who that is. Mike Joyce says, I thought he's a young Ben Parker. Isn't that what I'm just saying? Oh, young Ben Parker? Is he? I thought he's... Yeah, that's young Ben Parker. That's what I'm saying. He's a young Uncle Ben. Yeah, he's... I thought that's what you had said the whole time. If you said something different, I missed it. Yeah, I think... Yes, I think it's... I believe it's a young Uncle Ben. Adam Scott is a young Ben. Yes. I heard that. Cool. All right, good. Making sure I didn't fuck it up. Does this give... Honestly, hearing myself... What's crazy is that I think that I'm pretty comic book literate, mm-hmm. character lit. I, I give myself such a headache. I I say I convince myself that I don't, I can't have these conversations because when I think too hard about it, I'm like, which world, which universe, which person, what crossover, who came there to see mm-hmm. what from which Earth of the what people with the three spider people, but what year? Because in this year, and then. Who's there later or is there a crossover? Then do we have to worry about what year that actually was? Like, yep. like it's the same way that in the Marvels we had to worry about when, who, what. Yes. 
like how people age versus who doesn't age versus mm-hmm. who, well then what's going to happen when some of the people age and whatever like it there's a lot yeah oh, yeah michael saying he said that he thought there was a rumor he was peter's dad i don't i do not believe so I, the rumor i've been hearing is that he's uh young uncle ben peter's dad name was ben also no so I actually don't know. Fucking Peter's dad doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> um, I don't care what Amazing Spider-Man Two said. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's, well, we he's, know his mom must also be named Martha because otherwise you can't be a superhero. Yeah, but yeah, and this is and this is pulling from uh, Ezekiel Sims is from a storyline. Uh, it didn't it culminate in the other. It's not the other, but I was associated with the other. Anyway, it deals with the idea of like Peter's art powers are are because he's a spider totem connected through the multiverse. Yada yada yada. Whatever. I don't like that. But story. What, is, what does he do? What is his? Um, in in the, his shtick is that he tries to like either collect or protect people with spider powers. In this one, obviously, it looks like he's trying to kill people with spider powers because, and this is important. He was with Madame Web's mom in the Amazon, where she was studying spiders before she died. That's important. That's key. All right, <laughs> that's key. Um, don't forget it. Um, so to answer Stisic's question, what do you think the plan is for these spider people? Uh, spinoffs, probably, if anything. But it is interesting to me that Tony thought this was the play instead of just doing a Spider-Woman movie. Pick a Spider-Woman. Jessica Drew, Julia Carpenter. Pick one. Gwen Stacy. Bring back Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy. They're like, none of that. We're going to bring in Madam Web, everybody. Where did they film this, DJ? Oh, who knows? Uh, I guess before the strikes last year this year what year are we in i don't know <laughs> yeah this is an interesting thing to do i actually like as as much as it doesn't make sense for everything i actually like this movies that sony has made mm. i as you know i've enjoyed um the venom movies mm-hmm. i like I think that this trailer didn't look bad i might i very well might enjoy this movie it's possible well, we're gonna we'll have to tune back in on February sixteenth if it sticks that release date. Everyone, go for Valentine's Day. Uh, Mike Joyce in the Discord asked, "Do you think the Spider Woman shown in the trailer will play a large role in the movie?" I'm going to assume that question means are they going to be spider powered for most of the movie? And I would bet you it's going to be like a third act thing, like we're running around from Ezekiel, and then third act we all get our spider powers to fight. You don't think Ezekiel. she's going to have them from jump? No, she's Dakota. Uh, Madam Web will probably have her psychic abilities because that seems to be the premise. But I don't think um, the other three spider women are going to have their spider abilities till later in the movie. There's other two, right? Three. There's three more plus her. Yeah. I only really. Yeah, yeah. So the, there's. Um, I'll bring up the IMDb again because um, it's it's. Um, Boom, boom, boom. Sydney Sweeney is Julia Carpenter. Isabel Merced is Anya Corazon. And then Celeste O'Connor as Maddie Franklin. And then Emma Roberts is in this playing Mary Parker, which is Peter's mom. That's weird. <laughs> hmm. So Emma Roberts and Adam Scott are dating? No. Because. Oh. Yeah. Because it's, it's Uncle Ben. And that's the confusing part. So wait, is. Is it 
Aunt May and then Peter's dad not going to show up? Weird. Um, anyway, good. I'm glad we're all so confused about this movie before it Are even comes siblings? out. Uh, well, it wouldn't be that. I think it's supposed to be um, Uncle Ben and Peter's dad are brothers. Dad, yeah. Because traditional, you know, not that from that, it's whatever. The last uh, name yeah, yeah, traditionally, you know. Um, anyway, whatever. That's confusing. Let's move on to something less confusing. Uh, let's move on to our main topic for today. 48 minutes in the episode. You're welcome, everybody. Um, this is a good watch. Uh, Hunger Games. The Ballad of Snake of Songbirds and Snakes, directed by Francis Lawrence, uh, written by Michael Leslie, Michael Arndt, and based on the book by Suzanne Collins. Uh, Coriolanus Snow mentors and develops feelings for the female District 12 tribute during the 10th Hunger Games. Uh, this stars Rachel Zegler as Lucy Gray Baird, Tom Blith as Coriolanus Snow, Viola Day. Roxy, you remember when we had Maude on uh, for talking about books? Yes. She recommended a book. Did she talk about this book? Huh? Did she talk about this book? She didn't talk about this book, but she recommended me, uh, she recommended books for us and she recommended for me Red Rising, which I started reading um, and I'm in the third book of a series and- um, Oh, series. Yeah. And it's, um, it is definitely, and I think my first real exposure to like a YA book. And I was like, I feel like this is like YA book energy, but I haven't read enough of them to know. And then I saw this movie. I'm like, definitely. It definitely is. And one of the things I've, I've started to notice like a pattern with YA material. And one of them is stupid fucking names. Uh, and Viola Davis plays Dr. Volumnia Gall. Uh, Hunter Schaefer plays Tigress. Peter Dinklage plays Dean Casca Highbottom. Jason Schwartzman plays Lucky Flickerman. And Josh Andrews Rivera plays Sejanus Plinth. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes right now it has got a 62% with an audience score of 90%. An outstanding cast. An exciting story. Help make The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, a worthy return to Panem in spite of a rushed and somewhat frustrating ending. The audience score is 90%, DJ? I mean, people just started watching it. So I'm thinking the hardcore fans are in there. Whoa. So we're going to... Very high. We're going to start spoiler free, although I don't know that there's any like spoilery. I don't know there was going to be a spoiler section to it, uh, but we'll start. We'll guaranteed starting off spoiler free. Roxy, spoiler free thoughts on The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. I love the first four movies. Okay. I loved all of them. I did not read the books and I was excited for this. I liked it. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. I think that it was my least favorite of the other four movies. Uh-huh. But I still liked it. And um, I loved the part one and part two. And I loved <laughs> part three. I was thrown by part one and part two being attached in the same movie as part three. Yeah. So what Roxy's referencing is um, this this movie, based on a book, has a very uh, a novel-like structure in that there's three parts. And similar to Roxy um non-spoilers but like yeah we get through parts one and two and then part three shows up and i'm like wait there's more movie <laughs> there's we're doing more um i i was talking to roxy after and i compared it to a movie i enjoyed more this year which was oppenheimer where there's like a whole other like 40 minutes after they detonate the nuclear bomb and it's like but what you did the thing though you did the thing i'm here for i don't know that i care as much about these other things 
Um, yeah, but you know what's wild about that, though, DJ? Is yeah. that this movie, I don't know how long this movie is, but it Two must hours and 40 minutes. Okay, that makes sense. Because yeah. yes. <laughs> it also takes us a minute to get to the actual Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. So I'm, this is spoiler-free, So, but it's called Hunger Games, so I'm assuming that that's not a spoiler, that we eventually get to a Hunger Game. Yeah. Um, but we must have been 90 minutes in before we got there. I mean... It, or an hour like yeah. we were it, it was a lot it was not like the other movie structures yeah um which is cool and different but just kind of through i feel like i would appreciate this movie more and more on second and third watch than on first watch because i didn't read the book and so it was just kind of jarring yeah yeah i can't speak to any of that because I've, this is my first hunger games movie i haven't seen the any of the younger other excuse me other hunger games movies i forgot about that dj that's yeah. funny yeah, so this was my first. So this and, do you and I know what the Hunger Games are. Like, do you know that where we watched this Hunger Game was not where, like, it doesn't look like what we know the Hunger Games to be? I presumed as much because I've seen trailers and I know the basic premise and I knew this was a prequel. Um, and uh, I will say, like, you'd think like it's a prequel, right? So you don't need to know about the other ones. I don't know that that's true actually because they kept throwing like lore at me as if I should understand. Like, I guess Snow. I'm not going to say his first name. Uh, Snow is part of the rich people, but he's a poor one of the rich people. But there's also the districts, and the districts are where we do the real subjugation. Sh- and it's like I don't. I, this is a lot to unpack. I don't like. I don't know the social structures in a way that it felt like the movie expected me to, which is on me. This is the fifth movie in the franchise, even though it's a prequel. It's the fifth movie in the franchise. I actually don't think most people, unless you read the books, have a clearer understanding of this because what we in the Hunger Games we come from the districts, yeah, and then we go to the capital. Mm-hmm. This we go from the capital to the districts, but we've never actually spent time with these capital people without. Okay going through the district. So this was very new for me too. I was like, oh, I didn't know there were these people. Yeah. Like we only know Snow and the people that you've seen in the trailers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize the Capitol had citizens mm-hmm. like this in the way. I mean, I did, but not real, not the way that they showed us here. This was kind of new lore for me too. The only things that you might not have picked up on, I'll give in spoilers. Okay. Well, then maybe we should do a spoiler section of it. What did you think about, uh, before we move on, I I wanted to mention, I think, uh, Roxy gave her overall, overall thoughts. I thought this was a well-made movie. This is just not for me. I don't, I don't, um, that kind of like YA vibe is not my speed. No judgment. Listen, I watch fucking superhero movies, so it's not like, <laughs> I made a joke about the stupid names, but it's like, you know, fucking, I read comic books. Like, well, I'm not in a position to throw stones. It's just not the vibe for me. Um, but I thought it was well put together. I thought the the cast gave it their all. It took me a second with Rachel Zegler because she's doing like her performance is theatrical. It felt very like um, um, like if this were like a stage play or something. Like this would be. It's it was it was um, it was big. Um, she has a big bold accent. Yeah, she has a big bold accent, which at first threw me off, and then it kind of settled in. Like, but nothing about this movie is subtle. The names aren't subtle. The world isn't subtle. The metaphors aren't subtle. Fucking Viola Davis is chewing every piece of scenery. Like it fits this world. And so I thought within that, I actually I actually really liked what she was doing. For me, the standout though was um, the guy who's on screen right now, Josh Andrus Rivera, who played Sejanus Plinth. He's kind of the one that wants to like help the people in the districts. I thought he was great. Like for me, he was, he was the standout. Very good. Yeah. Really good. 
when they were doing press for it, I kept seeing people talk to him like, oh man, it's it's Josh Andrews Rivera. I'm like, I've never heard of this person before. And then I saw the movie like, oh, this is why, because in this movie, he's great. <laughs> is he a theater person? I want to look him up. What are he was in, of- he's in West Side Story. Um, okay. He was, I had to look it up. He was, he played like the nerdy guy in West Side Story and he's going to be. I haven't seen him. Oh, I, I guess I saw that. He's going to be in, let me just double check to make sure. Um, he's going to be starring in um, the new, I guess, you know, there's American Horror Story, American Crime Story. They're doing an American Sports Story. Yeah. And he's going to be the star of the first season of that. And I it's think that's. Like he made a joke. They're doing an American Sports Story? Apparently. And I presume, I saw the title American Sports Story and assumed it was part of that banner, uh, but I don't know that that's the case. Uh, I also think I saw that apparently him and Rachel Zegler are in a relationship, which I, good for them. Oh, no way. Yeah, good for them. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, I, no, I don't know any of these things. He did this show for this thing called Cat Person that I had heard of. I think it was a movie because that's the one that Nicholas Braun was doing the press for and Isabella Rossellini. Oh, Susanna Fogel, director. I, I can go down my deep dive of all <laughs> the actors afterwards. Um did, I thought he was very good. I also really liked seeing Hunter Schaefer in this. I thought that mm-hmm. she was so different, obviously, than her Euphoria um, performance. Just like yes, which is I so, can, too can attest to that. <laughs> so um, like glitz and glammed, and this was so subtle. Yeah, and she made this choice in the movie to do kind of like a lot of a whisper voice, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of cool because you ever in a room with somebody and no one is around, but it's what you're saying feels so weird in the world around it that you just kind of like start to, I, I don't know. There was just, I, I just yeah. feel like it's so different than her euphoria voice where she's just like so um, loud and out there. And this was just so subtle and dialed in and fit, to me fit the world as opposed to what you're talking about with Rachel, where you're right, nothing is subtle. So yeah. that's why Hunter's performance kind of stood out to me as opposed to Rachel, which was just like, she almost fit too well into this world that she's not a part of. Mm-hmm. You know, she's coming from the districts. Yeah. And then she like really embraces that uh, thing. And the accent is just really strong. And well, yeah. And the, in the, in the music she played, you know, you cast Rachel Zegler, a lot of singing. And it's a lot of like, folksy almost bluesy and it like comes coming from Rachel Zegler like I don't know this feels a little off and then and then like when you're in the districts it's a lot of like Irish folk dancing and I'm like I don't I can't quite put my finger on it I know but it makes me a little uncomfortable like it feels like a little caricature-y and it's making feel just a little uncomfortable but I can't quite place in what way (laughs) yeah I'm totally with you I really like her as a performer yeah and I think that she I always prefer a performer who makes bold choices and she made bold choices here, but they were a little distracting for me. And I also just didn't find her and Tom Blythe to have the kind of chemistry that I was hoping they would. Yeah. Which I, I would uh, presume based off what I understand of YA stuff, that chemistry is that, but you got a chipping, the shipping is everything. Sh- lover of love, shipper and ships of the young know, YA things. You got to buy into the romance. Yeah. And I didn't. Um, well, now you're telling me she's dating somebody else on set. So maybe that's one. <laughs> but good for but them. Yeah, they're, they're, they're handsome kids. Questions from the Discord. Jake Hefner, do you think 
The ship has sailed for good YA novel to movie adaptations. How many have come out since Harry Potter and the Hunger Games trying to capture the same lightning in a bottle only for it to go nowhere? I don't think this went nowhere. I think this is good. I really liked this movie and it also has a 90% on audience score right mm-hmm. now. So, uh, and I, I like all of these movies, dude, to be honest. Like I love the Divergent series. I love the Maze Runner series. Yeah. I, those are both post Harry Potter. I love this genre. I'm a big YA girly when it comes to movies, yeah. books challenging mm-hmm. for me yeah yeah i think here's what I, and i i think so this is shown to be true Ultimate in hunger Star. games and 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 red rising so i feel like here the the structure i'm seeing the pattern i'm seeing with YA, not all YA, but obviously big emotions the biggest emotions everybody has the biggest of feelings of the feels also sci-fi trappings for what is essentially a fantasy story like there's there's technology they introduce in this like that's magic like you're pretending you're pressing a button and then the birds talking like a walkie-talkie you're treating that as if it's science that's fantasy that's fucking wizard shit like don't pretend stop listen star wars got a lot of mileage out of dressing up their fantasy story with sci-fi they get a pass they might not necessarily have done it first but they were obviously very successful early test case the rest of y'all need to fucking cut it out. Choose sci-fi or choose fantasy. Pick a lane. And then the names. The fucking goofy-ass, like, Corleonis. What the fuck are we doing? How did you guys get through? And they say his name a lot. And it's like, is there not, like, a short version? I think somebody, I think Tigress, the Hunter Schaefer character, like, calls him Corey. It's like, yeah, do that. Why are we saying his long-ass name every time we see this guy? God damn it. The main it. thing really got, got to you, huh? And then it's they're silly. They're silly names. <laughs> they're silly names. Yeah, everybody calls them Snow. So yeah, just, just call them Snow, them. man. Anyway, um, Leonard Kim, does the new Hunger Games give us a good glimpse of what the beginning iterations of the Hunger Games looked like? Rocket City, this is going to be more you than me. Or do they focus more on building up the first Hunger Games and forego much of the actual Hunger Games competition? This isn't the first; it's the tenth. Um, but I, I it did. did really... Sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, I just from an outsider's perspective, it did it 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 appeared that this Hunger Games was more stripped down than what I was led to believe from the Jennifer Lawrence movies. Yeah, it's very stripped down and contained. Um, they did a really good job though introducing the things that we see later on. So this isn't a spoiler, but like the origins of how we got to the gifts that okay. people could gift, which ends up being like you know in this DJ that it's kind of like finicky. Yeah. So um, in the Hunger Games, it's like a much, you might call it magic. Mm -hmm. Like they, they perfect certain things that they, that they are starting here. So like they, there's a scene in which we start getting concepts here that are introduced. Got it. That are later perfected, but we don't know. You never wonder like, oh, why do they send them these? And how do you, or like the same thing as the concept of, having a mentor yeah. um, like you never questioned it watching that. But in this movie, we kind of answer how, how you get paired with people, why you get paired with people, why they started doing that. Like uh, what kind of things were, yeah, just how they created the hunger games and how, who is a fan of it and why it continues to evolve. 
Yeah, they, they, I definitely was. That was probably the most fascinating part of the whole movie for me was watching the origins of what we know to be super expanded. I, again, I I don't know what's a spoiler and what's not. So yeah. I guess I'll save some of this for spoiler talk. Okay, uh, we'll move over to that. I will say I love that you described it as finicky. That's a very gentle way to describe it. It's like basically a hazard, like <laughs> giving them uh, giving them gifts. DJ? Are you back? Man, I lost you. Are you can you Are hear you me now? No, I can. You said I love okay. that, and then oh yeah, I love finicky. that you described it uh, as finicky. The gift yeah. giving is finicky when it, you could also be described as like a hazard, like actively, yeah. like not great. <laughs> I'm just trying not to spoil things. Okay, real brief. We're running a little long, but that's fine. Uh, uh, let's do spoilers. If you haven't seen Hunger Games, Song of Songbirds and Snakes, uh, tune out now because here's some spoilies. Roxy, what are some I do spoilers? wish that wasn't the title, by the way. It is very difficult. Yeah, um, and also it's do, every few seconds, like, here's a snake. Did you know that the title Snakes is in the title? Here's some birds. It's like, yeah, I get I fucking understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So some of the origin stuff I think is really, really cool because we are not in in this, we see that they blow up the dome, right? Yes. So as when we were going to the first the hungry in this, I was like, where what the fuck is this? Mm -hmm. Where are we? What is this place? Um, because that's not where the Hunger Games are. So, okay. and that happens all the time. Like, it's so fucked up for me to refer references, but like, it's like in sports, right? Yeah. You know, arenas grow and build and change. So, mm -hmm. um, that was really cool to see. What was the thing I was going to say to you about earlier when you were talking? I said, I feel like it's spoilery. Um, we were talking, that might've been around where we were talking about part three, parts one and two, um, mm -hmm. uh, which of the three parts, basically only the second part is the hunger Games. So there's a whole section of the movie that we get to the hunger games and then the hunger games ends. And then there's a whole other premise, uh, that we, that we get to that. I would imagine if you're a fan of these movies and, uh, I think it sets up the snow character in a way that I would imagine makes sense. Um, although we did some character motivations, especially near the end are like, why are you doing that? Like what, what's the motivation and how, so how do you think this is going to play out um, to kind of like get us to the place of like, well, he's a bad guy. He's later. He's going to be a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember that I was talking about, I think it was Leonard's question about, um, that I wanted to say the things that were relevant to later on. So like finding out that Katniss, like the origins of her name comes from that. That scene was, so, I don't, obviously I have no context, but that was, so, I hate it when prequels do that shit. Like, Oh, we like to call this, uh, they, some people call this swamp potato, but we like to call it Katniss. And then snow pauses as, as if that means something to him. It's like, you haven't met that character yet, man. That doesn't mean anything to you. <laughs> I did like um, getting the origins of the song. Are you? Are you? And that was cool here. Oh, I did see. Those are things that don't. I didn't. I don't know where origins to things. Yeah, and because I, I did think this was interesting, DJ. So you learned a little bit about the district. So Katniss is from District Twelve. Okay. Which is where we went. So when they said when he gets sent to District Eight, and he says, "Can you send me to Twelve instead?" Mm -hmm. And we know he's going to her district. And we had known she was from District 12 because of obviously the beginning. Yeah. I was wondering why of all of the stories that we could tell in this universe, 
the prequels are also focusing on District 12. Mm-hmm. So I start, you start to think in your head, like, is this a relative of Katniss's? Or like, why are we going to be in District 12 again? Yeah. For what's likely to be a trilogy, right? Like, I haven't read these books, but I'm there's only, as far as I know, there's only the one book. So I don't know. I'm assuming we're going to get more Hunger Games movies because mm-hmm. franchise make money. Exactly. So I'm assuming we're going to get another, like, the evolution of this somehow. And because of the open-endedness, we don't know what happens with... Um, Lucy, Gray, uh, Lucy, Lucy Gray Baird. <laughs> Lucy Gray. Lucy Gray. So I, I don't know. I just, I just did think it was interesting. Like, huh, unless there... I was waiting for... You know when you your brain starts going and you're mm-hmm. like, why are we in District 12? What is the connection here? Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess maybe it could be that that's like where Snow's dislike comes from for District 12. You know, there's like little things. But I was really convinced we were about to be spending time with Katniss's relatives. Yeah. And that isn't what happened. So I was just like, I feel like we should go into a different district to explore. We've been with the miners for years. Yeah. Bring bring me to there's nine or eleven other places you could have brought me. Bring me to a different district. I want to see what that looks like. Wait, the different dis- districts do different things. So twelve is miners, and like say eight does something else. Yeah, because remember they were talking about it too. You heard about this like that's a poor district. That district won't have good people from it. Like there's. Mm-hmm. Different Got districts it. have different skill sets. And we did four movies in District 12. Yeah. And then this movie. It's also in District 12. Of course. Also, yeah. It's like Tatooine, it's like, Roxy. We got to go back to Tatooine. Like, <laughs> totally. And I, there was no actual issue with that because yeah. that's cool. But I don't know why you would do that. Yeah. Should I Should I watch the other Hunger Games movies? I mean, I really, really think that they're amazing. I okay. love, but if... If this was not good for you, I it's don't fine. Think Yeah, I think that you're going to think they are fine too. Okay. To me, they're more compelling because this movie's about an antagonist and those mm. movies are about a protagonist. Yeah. So that, like, this was Anakin's origin story. Yeah. I prefer to watch Han, Luke, and Leia. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, which I, just, I think that Jennifer Lawrence, there's a reason why she became so effing successful. Definitely. She's, to, to she is like, she's the it girl of our time. We're watching her and she's amazing, amazing. And they also do quite the love triangle storyline in it, which doesn't affect you, DJ, but it's like, if you're a lover of love, ship or ships, it is the, I want to call it trilogy, even though it's four movies. Mm-hmm. But well, because the is, part one, the third movie is technically, I get what you mean. <laughs> yeah, three yeah. books, four movies. It's yeah. I think it's so worth your time, especially the second movie. Dude, Mike Choice is saying the same thing. Um, uh, at least watch the first two. The second one is incredible. I'm not going to watch the first two and then not watch the last. I'm I got to know how it ends. <laughs> People don't love three and four because it should have just been one movie. They made into two for money. Mm-hmm. Classic. But I don't think you'll have as hard of a time with it because you're not waiting two years to get to the f- second part of a movie that mm-hmm. should have been in the first movie. So I could watch them back to back if I want. The world is my oyster. It really is. DJ, I think you should watch these. I mean, Hunger Games, sure. they're, they're effing awesome. And I think that they're all better than this one. 
Okay. Yeah, I'll give them a shot. I don't want, like, listen, this past week I've been watching all the Men in Black movies. And the first one is fantastic, but the other ones are not, <laughs> are not. So I'm not, I'm not against it. Um, no, I'll give it a shot. And like I said, I read, I read. Um, there's parts I really like about those Red Rising books, even though the overall uh, vibe is just not what I would normally um, get into. But it's like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll follow through. I'll see, see what we're doing. I'm sure there's. It, I like Jennifer like- Lawrence a lot. I think she's really talented. Did you so, like the other things I referenced? Maze Runner, Divergent. I haven't seen it. I don't. I. I don't. I. Cl- I don't check in on any of the YA stuff. I just. It doesn't. It doesn't. And again, not. I. I kind of came up at a time where like film people like to look down at like YA based stuff, and I don't think that's fair. Um. Uh. So it's not like I have anything against it. It just doesn't capture my interest. But I'll. Right. I'll give. Is the best of those by far. That's the vibe I got. So it's like if I'm going to watch any of them. And I've watched this one, so now maybe do they have birds that function as walkie talkies? Because that I found I couldn't I couldn't remember a thing that had that. And I okay. was like, oh, what is this setting up for? The Because they- I know the bird itself looked like the bird from the logo. And I was like, is this a thing? Because this is supremely silly to me. <laughs> I think they have a clearer grip on their tone and their rules of their world later on. Okay. I don't think you'll have as much of an issue. I think it's like it is more eccentric, extre- way more eccentric later on. Yeah. Like, I will, speaking of that, and, and we speculate, I guess he's whatever. Um, J- Jason Schwartzman. Yes. And this fucking awesome. So he's fucking he's funny. So great. <laughs> he's great. He's great. I actually thought that Peter Dinklage did a great job yeah. in this too. Um, he, there, that twist at the end with him. Yeah, he's pulling a Severus Snape, basically. It's like, actually, I'm a good guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And sort like, of. Well, you're also a drunk. But mm-hmm. but I, what I really liked about this is that on paper, this is his Game of Thrones character. Mm-hmm. And he made this performance different. Yeah. 100%. I, I truth, truthfully, um, I thought the performances across the board were good. Um, um, I, it was fun watching uh, Viola Davis ham it up and play a villain. Um I, I, there's nothing yeah. I act in even Hunter Schaefer. Obviously I haven't seen euphoria, but I having seen uh trailers for euphoria. I didn't get the impression that any of those characters were as nice as her character was like, just pleasant. Um, yeah, yeah. And she was, so she was great. I thought everybody, I thought across the board performances were really solid. Um, uh, I thought it looked good. I thought it was well directed. I had questions about that because you'll, when you watch the next ones, I don't know her character in, I don't remember Tigress being in the um, Hunger Games. I saw something that either she, at least her character's in the books, but obviously I don't, I don't know. I can't speak to them. I'll let you know when I watch the movies. I'm, I'll probably... I'm literally going to look this up right now. Cause I was like, do I remember him having a sister? Well, and then I was confused because you and I or were talking before. Sister, cousin, but, cousin. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, we were, conf- I was confused because uh, um, I feel like, um, um, why am I fucking blanking right now? Elizabeth Banks. Um, uh, no, 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 no. Um, the Flickerman character, Jason Schwartzman's character, I guess he's the father of um, the character from um, the other movies played by Stanley Tucci. Because oh. I assumed it was the same, but also that makes sense because he's older than the our lead guy who's Donald Sutherland. Whatever. I'll watch the other movies. I'll report I back. I she also makes an appearance in Hunger Games Mocking Jay Part 2. 
Wow, that's late in the game. So it's going to be a minute before I before uh, I'm able to check in with that I one. I don't remember. I, I do not remember her at all. But apparently, in that movie, she looks like. Well, this. I'll say that. All right. Well, I'll say this: um, that if those movies are like this movies, there's a lot of characters to keep track of. <laughs> to the point yeah. where there's a there's a point in during the Hunger Games. Where they're like, this guy died. Uh, that was one of the capital people. I'm like, wait, is that the guy? I like, and then it's like, no, it's a different character. Like, wait, who? Yeah, <laughs> who was what, that? What, what I will say also is that Hunger Games, the the original ones, do a much better job of introducing their characters because the thing that you see in this one, DJ, where they're just starting to get, be like oh, we should be doing press about these characters. Yeah. They have like full media outlets for them later on. Yeah. So you you have like a very clear understanding of who everybody is, who you're rooting for, who is actually vicious, who is not. Like, yeah. because we don't need to spend the first hour of the movie setting anything. We kind of just like, we're we are learning these people. And so I was so devastated mm-hmm. at some of their deaths. Like yeah. you're you're fucking devastated because it's not your protagonist, but it's still somebody that you like learn to love. And in this movie, there was a lot of like fucking evil people, like the mm-hmm. redheaded girl. Yeah. She gets a brief mo- moment where it, they try to contextualize it, like literally right as she dies. Right. Um, uh, but it, but you're right. But it's like, yeah, she's just kind of a villain. Um, yeah. It's interesting. In the hunger games, but you just know more and get more. Well, in that, uh, it, it was interesting. That's another thing I've noticed in um, these YA books is murder school. Like you're high schoolers, but you're murdering each other. You know what I mean? Like, um, and, and I will say, I don't know that this was the most pleasant watch because there's aspects of this movie that like very directly correlate to like things going on in the news right now. Um, and I do think I could write a thesis on why young adults have gravitated towards like dystopian fiction and what that might say about our culture and, 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 and what young, what they're feeling about their future that is uh, upsetting to think about like uh, the implications of, but you know, whatever, man, this is a fucking pop culture podcast. We're just talking about the movies, but, but uh, uh, I didn't like coming out of the movie. I didn't feel great. I didn't feel like, Hey, things are cool in the world. (laughs) Yeah, um, definitely not. Definitely yeah. not. But again, though, we are focusing on the villain of the franchise. Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah. We definitely end on a not great note. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so those are our thoughts on Hunger Games, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Let us know in the comments what you thought about it. If you saw it, maybe keep it spoiler free for those that haven't seen it. Roxy, what should the kids be looking out for from you? You can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer, and in a little more than a week on November 28th, Always Lola is dropping. You can pre-order it now on Apple. It is finally coming. I can finally speak about it. Mm-hmm. And for those of you guys who have not been able to see it yet, that is the the way that you can buy it. You're gonna, I believe, you're gonna be able to rent it as well if you want to wait till it comes out. So you can rent it before you purchase. It is good. Roxy is very good in it. Uh, so support it. Watch it. You will enjoy it. Um, I'll, uh, shit, there might even be a link in the description. Stay tuned for that. Um, you can find me at DJ Talks Trash. You can find the show everywhere that matters at Only Stupid Answers, but on X slash Twitter, 
Yank out the valves from stupid. And we will see you all next time.